we get about six to seven touches between emails, evites, phone calls, everything that we're doing before and after the event. We get six to seven touches out of every event. Hello, welcome to episode 106 of the Smart Agents Podcast. My name is Michael Walter and I'll be your host. In today's episode, we're joined by Tammy Cicerello out of Santa Clarita, California. With more than 33 years in the real estate industry, Tammy and her team have been through all the ups and downs of past housing markets. Throughout our conversation, Tammy shares how putting on past client events has been a major part of her success. She explains that it isn't necessarily the number of people that attend the events that make them successful, but by simply sending out the invite, she is staying top of mind with her sphere. Now, before we get on to today's featured interview, make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents Podcast. You can find the show on all major podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and now Amazon Music. Also, if you or someone else on your team has an awesome story or tip to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. We're always on the lookout for new stories to share. All right, let's get on to the day's featured interview with Tammy Cicerello. In addition to talking about how she grows her sphere, we also touch on how she is working with sellers to understand the changing market. Really, the way I like to start everything out is if you could just introduce yourself to us, uh, tell us where you're joining us from and a little bit of your background in real estate. Sure. So I'm Tammy Cicerello with Remax of Santa Clarita and we're the Cicerello team. We do have uh, three licensed agents on our team as well as a couple admin and a couple of VAs. Um, we've been selling real estate for 33 years here in Santa Clarita, California. And um, that's, I guess, about it. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, uh, when was it that you decided to really kind of start your own team and go that direction? So um, I'm a late bloomer. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, about nine years ago, hired my first assistant. And she's been with me ever since. And we've just, um, I've kind of grown. I've never tried to grow. I've always had people approach me about joining the team. So I've never actually tried to grow. And pretty much everybody's on my team, except for one person has been here from the time they joined for like three to anywhere from two years to four years, depending upon when they joined, but not, I haven't actually gone out and searched out to grow my team at all. Right. Right. Tell me, um, you know, I think it's great, you know, looking at the, having the, it's almost that one-to-one, the licensed agent and the admin having that ratio. I'd imagine that's really got to help. It does help a lot. So we have, um, my admin are awesome and they're here for the entire team, which really works out nice. So um, we, you know, they're able to take care of a lot of things while other people are out in the field, which works out really well for our team. Right. So our our clients are getting the best care possible. People can be out showing property, be out with their clients and not have to worry about what's happening with uh, with the transactions because we know our clients are getting taken care of. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's got to be really, uh, you know, it just kind of puts any, yeah, it takes a lot of stress away when you have that team, you know, working yeah. for you, being able to do that. Yeah. Definitely. What, um, so tell me about, you know, how, how things have gone the past couple of years, uh, especially, you know, with everything going so crazy over the past few years. Yes, it has been a little crazy. So I was not very smart during COVID during that March, April, May of 2020. And I took some extra time off, which was great because 2019 was insane. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. um, it was kind of nice to take that little bit of time off. But at the same time, I 
look back now and wish I would have continued working more during that time. But we we've done really well during that time as we just had that few months where we didn't work or six to eight weeks where we didn't work as hard as we probably should have, um, which probably would have been really smart if looking back now. But um, the last couple of years have been, you know, we're, we're averaging, you know, transaction wise around 70 transactions um, a year during that time. Wow. What, um, tell me about, you know, just kind of working through, um, you know, the craziness of the, the market. I got to imagine your market was, was quite crazy as well with, you know, uh, the, you know, about amount of buyers and the just shortage of uh, supply there. Right. So we did have a very low, low amount of inventories. One point we got right around a hundred homes in our, in our total marketplace. Normal for us, you know, four to six months of inventory, we need to have somewhere in that 900 to 1100 homes on the market right now. Um, as we're talking now, we're actually at like 550 homes on the market. So we're mm-hmm. still only in like maybe two months or so inventory. So we're not, we're still a buyer's market, so to speak. But at the same mm-hmm. time, things are sitting on the market longer and we have seen prices going back. We've kind of lost our gains from this year. So in the first mm-hmm. few months of the year, we maybe had about a 7% gain in the market. We've kind of lost those gains uh, for what we made the first part of this year. We're back down to about January, December to January pricing. Right. Tell me, um, you know, just kind of as you've built your business and as you've, you know, gone through your career, what have really been your main focus on bringing in clients? Has it been, you know, bringing in new leads or has it has been to cultivate that um, referral business? So we do a really good job of cultivating our referral business. And um, really, I mean, I have clients that I've sold them homes, you know, I've been to this 33 years. So some of my clients, you know, they maybe had babies or weren't even pregnant yet whenever they bought their houses. And now their kids are old enough to start buying homes. So we are, um, you know, we, we do a lot of past client referral business, but at the same time we do, um, do internet leads as well. We've been a Zillow flex, uh, team we've done, um, we do a lot of internet marketing and follow up. And we use, uh, actually I've just recently in the last six months converted over to follow up boss, which is why did I wait so long? I do not know <laughs> because it is great. And it's really good for following up with all of those, um, internet leads. We've been in the past been we, we do a lot of in, events and things with our cl- past clients. So our past clients is really our bread and butter. Um, and we, we do like, this September 27th is our Taco Tuesday. So the end of September, beginning of October every year, this is our eighth, ninth uh, Taco Tuesday. So um, we do tacos and margaritas and we have an ice cream truck and we do slushies for the kids. And we usually have somewhere, we've gotten up to where we've gotten about 125, 130 people come. And it's really casual. We just do it in the parking lot of our office. It's just our team. It's not the whole office. It's just our team doing it. And we do it in the parking lot in the office, like at 530 when everybody's starting to leave and just set up tables and do all of that is very low key. And it really doesn't cost me anything because my affiliates really help out with the cost of all of that. So I'm able to put those events on for really next to nothing, a few hundred dollars for invitations and that sort of thing. So we have a really good um, amount of people that they actually start saying, calling me and asking me if I run into them at the store, when's Taco Tuesday? (laughs) So people really look forward to it. We did not do it in 2020, of course, but we started right back in 2021. Um, And then we also have, 
events like Christmas time, we do ice skating with Santa. So we do cookies and hot chocolate and ice skating at the local ice skating rink, Santa Claus. And last year, Mrs. Santa even joined us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, we do a little event like that. So we had there, we had like 150 people, I think, show up. So we, and we'd let people invite their friends, especially like an event like that, where there's plenty of room for the people to bring friends. So people bring their friends, they bring their family and um, it's, it's a lot of fun. So we, we really enjoy our, our events. And then the other event that we do annually is our um, shred event. And we even did that in 2021 because so many people were going through all their stuff and we did a drive-through shred event that year. So um, we do that every year. And again, that's something I get, I have people wanting me to do two a year because they, (laughs) you know, they want a different time (laughs) of year, but, um, and then we do like a little, maybe a little, happy hour thing or a little this or that we have not we used to do that before covid we haven't gotten back into doing that as much yet but we're ready <laughs> so that's what we do we do a lot of events keep in front of our clients right Sorry, well, I, I you, rambled on there <laughs> no no it, that's great because you know like you said the the taco event it really doesn't cost that much and mm-hmm. say you get one you know even if you get one transaction out of that it pays for itself and mm-hmm. you've continued to ingrain yourself with those with those past clients. And if you are bringing and you're allowing other people, you know, the friends and family to go to the ice skating events and things like that, that's a whole other group of people that you're getting FaceTime with. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and it's not about the people that show up. As, mm-hmm. I mean, it is. I mean, you don't you want people to show up, but it's also just about the invite. So they mm-hmm. feel like I mean, I get so many people because they're getting if there's so many touches that go or they're involved with an event because we start giving them save the dates and then we're giving then we're sending out we're calling and we're saying hey just reminding don't forget september 27th we're having our taco night so we're calling anytime we call we can we have something it's not just about business it's about something whatever the next event is that's coming up as well so we're it gives us a reason to call and a reason to stay in touch with them and then after the event we're able to call them and say, Hey, thanks so much for coming. It was great seeing you. So we get about six to seven touches between emails, evites, phone calls, everything that we're doing before and after the event, we get six to seven touches out of every event. So that's, you know, we're keeping in front of them. And then the people that can't make it, we're sending out something. I'm so sorry you missed it. And we'll even send out like a little video of what happened. You know, this is, this is what you missed. Don't miss it next year. So we'll send out that information as well, even to the people that couldn't make it and how much we really, you know, wish they could have been there. Right. And what's great about those touches is that at no point are you asking, you know, are you looking to buy or sell? It's just that continuing to build that, you know, that personal relationship. Exactly. And, and, and there's people that don't come to our events. I just had a client call me the other day. I sold my house 28 years ago. That's a long time ago (laughs) and their kids are grown and gone and now they're moving out of state and they've never come to one event. They've never returned any of my calls, nothing, but they get all of our stuff and they called and I went and listed their house. So it's not about always the people that show up. Sometimes it's just about reaching out and they'll, they'll respond sometimes. Sorry, I can't make it or things of that nature. And it gives you a reason to create a conversation with them what as well like oh sorry we're gonna miss you so much hope everything's okay you kind of get a conversation going with people that you maybe wouldn't have had a conversation with right yeah and i mean that story right there is just a 100 testament to the fact that you know don't get don't get too caught up in who comes and, and worried about the numbers of you know people if hey you know maybe last year we had 25 more people show up it's not it's not about that 
Well, I thought 2021, we would have had less people because I thought people might still be COVID scared. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought we were, might have less people in 2021. And we actually had just as many people as we had in 2019. So we were like over a hundred, just over 130. Wow. So kind of talking about, you know, your, with that 33 years of experience, you've gone through several different ups and downs and kind of turns in the market. And then obviously COVID was a whole different thing. Um, but, you know, just as we are in uh, mid-September now, what mm-hmm. have what are you kind of seeing starting to happen in the market and how are you preparing for it? Well, so I'm seeing a lot more listing inventory. Like last week we took, in the last two weeks, we've taken like I don't, and we're just, like I said, a small team. So we're not like some of those big mega teams, but we took seven listings in the last uh, couple of weeks. And um, where during 2020, 2020, 2021, it was hard to get a listing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because nobody was, you know, people were like, I can't find a house or I'm not sure what I want to do. So we're definitely seeing things changing more to the listing side. And if it's priced right, like four of our properties right now are in multiple offer situation. So if it's priced right, you're going to get people in and you're still going to get buyers. The inventory is still low. But if your house doesn't show well, and we're doing more prep work to get the house on the market. So before you could list a house and it could look like right. didn't matter. <laughs> didn't matter what it looked like. And people are like, I'm going to sell. I don't really care. I don't want to do all that. And now we're going in and we're having the windows cleaned and we're having the house cleaned and we're having the carpets done. And we're doing things to make sure the house is going to show really nice before we hit the market versus just doesn't matter. And before we were doing a lot of coming soon marketing and advertising before we hit the market, because we knew we were going to have multiple offers that first weekend on the market. And we're not as focused on the coming soon advertising as we are. And let's get the house showing really super nice and get it on the market as quickly as possible because rates are going up and things are changing. So we want to make sure we get on the market as quickly as possible. So I'm not as focused on the coming soon like we were back when the market was um, so hot because then we wanted to get as much activity. So when we hit the market, we had that 35 people through the open house and we were getting in the 15 offers. So it's, it's a little different now how we're marketing and how we're approaching those things than we were back last year. Right. But we are seeing that um, if the house is priced right and it shows well, we're still getting offers and getting showings. We had one open house this weekend and it was, it's a unique property, but we had uh, 26 people through the open house on Saturday and 16 people through the open house on Sunday. Now, again, it's a unique property. We priced it very competitively. We already have, you know, half a dozen offers because we would have more, but we weren't looking at contingent offers. So we have a half a dozen, you know, non-contingent offers coming in on that property. So if it's priced right, marketed properly and, um, and shows well, I think we're still in a good, strong market. And um, you just got to think positive and, and and go through the process because, and then I also have a listing that's been on the market for, you know, 60 days. <laughs> so I'm not right. saying they're all like that, but if it's priced right and shows right, you're getting the people through. Right. Yeah. It just, you know, as an example of that, there's actually a house just a few doors down from me and uh, the original owner sold it to an investor in, I want to say March. Mm-hmm. And then they have an, immediately put it on the market, probably four days later, jacked the price up and they can't sell it. And they've been lowering the price over and over and over again. And just probably in the last two weeks, I've seen a lot of construction trucks come in and out of there doing some work to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, they pulled all their signage and everything. And they're, you know, I think they finally realized, Hey, we've got to make this show better. Right. And that's what's hard with these, you know, internet buyers like Open Door and those things. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing that a lot in that with those buy with those 
particular buyers that came in, you know, the open door came in and bought the house. And now if you look at what they sold, what they bought the house for, a lot of times that price is more than what they even have it on the market for because they've had to lower the price a few times. Right. Right. How do you, uh, I don't know. It's not the market for that anymore. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So, and how do you, uh, you know, when you, when you are getting these, these listings here lately, um, how do you talk to your sellers? Like, Hey, look, what your neighbor sold your house for a couple months ago. It's just not, that's not what, you know, the market, um, bears out anymore. So, you know, how do you kind of prepare them for that? You know, when we're going through comps, I'm letting them know, you know, this is, we're not going back six months. <laughs> you know, we're, that's not, that's not this market. And we're also not even also always looking at closings because I'll call, I do a lot of research before a listing appointment. So I'll call and I'll say, Hey, this is what this one's was listed at. But look, I call, talk to the agent. This is what it sold for. And, and look, it was on the market for 23 days. And mm-hmm. here's another one. This one here was listed at, at this price. This is the price it's going to be closing at. So you almost have to look at pending what the pending properties are and what when they actually went into escrow so like if you look at a closed comp you can't look at just the close date you got to look at when it was listed when it went into escrow so like let's say it was a 60-day escrow that price may not be right anymore right if it's 60-day escrow even though it closed in the last three months if it's 60-day escrow and it closed two months ago that's four months ago that it actually sold prices were different interest rates were different and um you just have to explain all that to them and let them, you know, they have to make their decision on what they want to put the home on the market for. It's their, their house, but you have to give them all that information so they can make an educated decision. Right. What are some of the things that you, when you are looking to present these houses in the best possible light, what are some of your, like, um, you know, maybe top three things that you want to make sure are, you know, as high quality as they can be? So my biggest thing is the house needs to be clean. It needs to be totally decluttered. <laughs> we go through the house and we declutter. I don't do I don't personally do staging as far as, but I do have a storage unit and I keep a lot of stuff in there, not furniture, but things to make the house just look nicer. Like I get rid of all the clutter mm-hmm. and then I might bring some things in to just make it look nice. I mean, unless somebody has their own stuff that looks good, <laughs> but I'm going to go in and get rid of all the clutter and make it look, make it look really nice. In addition, cleanliness. I mean, it just, it needs to show clean. And if somebody's walking through a house and they're seeing, you know, dust bunnies all over the place, or they're seeing mm-hmm. toilets or, or showers that just don't look good. I mean, we do a lot of shower reglazings because sometimes people showers, they just, you know, especially it's an older home and it's got the the uh, fiberglass showers in there, it's hard to get them clean anymore. So sometimes we're kind of, I have a guy that comes in and reglazes those. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me is, and then, you know, it, as far as upgrading the house, I'm not a big proponent of you need to come in and upgrade the house. Cause it's going to, in this market, it may take too long to start doing some upgrades. I'm back in different market, you know, different times, right. different measures. And in this market, if you, if you take too long to you do the upgrades, you may lose whatever you're going to put in, in the upgrades in the, in the t- time that you get it on the market. Cause right. prices, like I said, are receding. Now I'm not doom and gloom. I do. I am not one of those people that think we're having a, a big, re- you know, the market's going to crash. Most recessions, mm-hmm. the market actually goes up or stays very, very similar to what, what it is. Um, mm-hmm. We're probably going to see some decreases in rates if, if we, cause recessions, usually have a decrease in rates. So over time, I think we actually might see rates come back down a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I hate that 
you know, uh, marry the house, date the rate thing. Cause I think right. consumers don't, I, I actually, I had somebody ask me that this weekend. What does this mean? I see it all over the internet. What are, <laughs> what are they trying to say? People don't know <laughs> what that's supposed right. to mean. Like as a, as a realtor, we get it, but the mm-hmm. consumer doesn't, but um, I do feel like people will be able to get, you know, lower rates. And I think that we will see things starting to, uh, and I don't have a crystal ball, <laughs> so I'm not telling right. you for sure what's happening, but I do think that we will see, um, prices start to go up a little bit as rate, if rates go down. I mean, it, they're, they're reflective of each other. And I think that we are going to see that happening. And I don't think we're seeing a big crash. It's not 2007, eight. This is not a housing market recession. So it's going to be a little, it's going to be a way different situation. Right. right. Absolutely. One of the things you, uh, you mentioned earlier, and then you kind of uh, just mentioned it again on the, uh, you know, with the reglazing is, you know, almost like your vendor partners that you have and like building that list up of people that, um, you know, are experts in their field that when you, when you think about it, the amount of people that are involved in a transaction or, you know, a a home purchase or home sale, the amount of people that can be involved in that is is pretty long. Uh, so, you know, what's it like and, and how have you built up that list of people that you, uh, you work with? So it's changed. It's always changing, especially after being in the market this long. So I started when I was 10, you know, 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of my, a lot of my people I've worked with over the years have started to retire or started moving out of state because of, you know, they're getting older. So I, my list is definitely evolving and it seems to be evolving more in the last five years than it ever has. Um, But I do have a list of people that I keep in contact with and we coordinate that for our clients. That's part of our service that we do for our clients is we're, that's, you know, I have, admin that's what we that's what we do is we make sure that all those things are taken care of like you know today we have someone cleaning windows tomorrow the cleaning lady's coming in wednesday they're going to do the carpets thursday they're going to do the pictures <laughs> so we're right. coordinating all of that with the with the with the different vendors and making sure it's going smoothly because if we leave that up to the client it may not happen in the right order <laughs> mm-hmm. and we might be having you know something you know it's not going to it's not going to happen you know we'll, we'll get the pictures done and the carpets won't be done in time because they weren't able to uh, coordinate properly. So we just make sure we just kind of take it over and and do it for them. And then um, I usually pay for it up front and then I just get reimbursed through escrow. That's kind of how we work it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I think it's, you know, uh, I always love talking with people that have, you know, that have their own business, and especially the smaller uh, teams. I feel like you know, it's, uh, that honestly, as I've been doing this podcast, um, more and more people, you know, I feel like are more, uh, kind of congregating to that style of business mm-hmm. and team and not the huge mega teams. It's the, the more personal and, you know, um, I, and I just think that, I think it's awesome. Well, thank you. I want to thank Tammy for joining us today. I really enjoyed our conversation and hope you did as well. So once again, if you think you or someone else on your team has an awesome story or tip to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. Well, that wraps things up for this episode. But remember, follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents YouTube channel. Again, I'm Michael Walter, and we'll see you on the next episode.